0: shit i woke him up (laughs) thanks (laughs) i appreciate that how you doing blue uh you know it's i'm not doing too bad all uh all things considered all things considered i'm alive i'm thankful hurrah how about you
1: you know what it uh goddamn, it it's been a roller coaster of a week um yeah like first off i had to reposition my mic because i'm an idiot uh no, it's been a roller coaster of a week. Like I had a uh, I had a great work work. I say a great work week. I got a shit ton done. You know how you have those weeks where it just feels like no matter what you do, you don't ever get enough done and you just feel like you know, it, like one step forward, two steps back.
0: Yep. I know that feeling.
1: Yeah, so that's like where I've been. It just seems like every time I think okay, I- I'm making progress. <laughs> Then I start peeling the onion back a little bit more, and I'm like, holy crap, there's so much more here that I just didn't see. Like, not to complain, but when I first got there, the servers, the servers that I'm responsible for, were not even patched. Like, past 2016, they weren't even patched. And it was just like, I don't know if you ever, ever looked at just like a project and you're just like, oh my God, like they haven't, they haven't been touched. And, I've got to get them up to at least semi-recent before I can even start making a plan to keep them current. And it's just like such a daunting task. And I've been working on it for so long that it, it's just like, it, it gnaws on me, but I've been, I just, you know, I've been doing my normal thing and been slowly working on, you know, what I can getting little bite chunks here, bite chunks there, bite chunks here, bite chunks there. And I'm like, I'm starting to see progress, you know, it's, it's not like great progress. I'm, I'm basically progressing them to the beginning of this year, but I'm still getting progress. And it's one of those, oh man, you know, I'm seeing positive things coming and it's just like, all right, I'm, I'm making a difference. Let's just keep going. So yeah, this week was just, you know, roller coaster of, of, of getting that stuff you know finding finding that stuff and then also sub, sub subsequently uh digging myself a friggin' hole because i i was just telling you earlier just before the show started that i decided yeah i'm going to i'm going to make a uh i'm going to just run a one-nighter vampire the masquerade adventure just just a one-nighter you know one two-nighter depending on how things go but just just i got a, i got a story in my head I've got an idea to play out and I think I can nail it out in about four or five hours with, with a group. And, uh, just said, yeah, I'm going to go do that, but I'm not going to do it the way I normally do it. Like, I'm not going to use all the rules and source books that I used forever ago. I'm going to go with the newest edition, fifth edition, and I'm going to use that. It looks pretty similar to the other the other editions I've used. I'm just going to run with that. How much could change? Holy shit. So much has changed. I mean, thankfully, there's a lot that is still the same, but so much has changed. I'm trying to get myself caught up. And uh yeah, I'm really behind the eight ball on this because I'm starting tomorrow at five o'clock since we're recording Friday. I'm starting tomorrow at five o'clock and I got to have something ready to go for a full fledged adventure.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a bad
1: week. So it's been like a roller coaster. It's been like good. And it's been like, oh, my God, totally stressing me
0: out. Yeah, I um. I know what it's like to have those big projects that never seem to never seem to end cuz it's like there's so much to do. We finally hit something recently where we finally got a chunk of something taken care of, but there's still like like these little tiny steps. They just they're they they're, they're, they're little tiny steps because they're like there's just this one thing that's different, and I got to show the people how to do the one thing that's different before I have them do it. So instead of they only get this little piece and then I got to find time to figure out how to do this little piece. And I would have had them both figured out this week, but I had to deal with stupid people. I, I think I came home. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I came home uh, Monday and I was just livid. I was really just ticked off because I'm not a supervisor. I have a supervisor. She happens to be the leader of the group. I reached out to other supervisors. Hey, we want to do training because you all's training is going to expire in like a few weeks or early next month. I need you guys to tell me who you want in your group to get trained. Nothing. Bug them again. Nothing. This went on for weeks. And then finally, I get, here's some dates. That we want to train these people. And here's the list of people. Oh, please be sure to add this person. Okay, no problem. I reach out to the company. Yeah, we want to do these dates with this number of people. And here's their contact information. Okay, sir. We only can do it on this date. Well, that's fine. Because it fits within these dates. And then all hell breaks loose. Because I go to send out a calendar invite to all these people. Hey, we're getting trained on this day. Just so you know, because I've only been in in contact with your supervisors and you don't know about this, but I want you to know about this in case you decide that, oh, I need to see a client this day or this reason or that reason, or I should go to the dentist this day. I want you to know this because I want you to be prepared because I have no idea when this company is going to reach out to you with this information. Oh, I can't do that day. I can't do that day. I'm going out of town. Oh, I've already been trained. You're flipping kidding me. I had to go with my hat in my hand to this company. Hey, I'm an idiot and we're removing these people. And I remember telling my boss, I was just like, I can't stand this. This is annoying. This is stupid. Like for weeks, I've been trying to get answers out of these two people. And it's like they could not go into the other room or pick up the phone or send out an email to their group to ask them this question. And it took them weeks to get back to me with answers. And they couldn't go ask. They're like, oh, don't you have a list of people from last year? Well, yes, I do. Here's that list. Oh, take off this person, check on this person. And it's like, and then you guys still couldn't go over there and ask your own people. Hey, these dates going to work for you guys? Hey, do you actually need to be trained? No, we're not going to do that. So (laughs) I just, I couldn't do anything because I had to deal with stupid people most of the week.
1: I hear you, man. Yeah, unfortunately, though, like those stupid people, it's it's not necessarily that they're just stupid people. I mean, there could be other things going on, but those type of people, God, they're so frustrating because it's like, you know, your whole your whole point is, you, you know, you're over these people. So when I most people don't like you going over them or around them to talk to whomever they have to talk to. They like you going through them, especially, you know, like, it's my team. Come to me. Talk to me. You know, they got that attitude. But then when you go and say, hey, I came and talked to you. What's your group got? Oh, yeah, yeah, they're fine. Go ahead. And then you get that type of response of, oh, well, I can't do that. I've already been (laughs) trained. Oh, I'm out of town. Yeah. Why, Why did I mess with going through your supervisor if they're not disseminating this information to you in the first place?
0: Like, seriously. Or why didn't your supervisor look at the calendar that he has access to? Because I can't look at your calendar. Oh,
1: yeah. There's always that, too.
0: Yeah. It's like, um, you're kidding me. I, I like these people. I like them. They're nice. But it was just like, seriously? Like, I do stupid crap. Like, I left one of them on, one of the supervisors. I left them on the list. And so I was already sending an email saying, hey, I'm sorry. I goofed. I, this one person, I didn't mean to have them trained. Is this going to be a problem with, you know, since we signed the agreement with a quote, with a price, like, is this going to be an issue? No, it's not an issue, sir. They get back to me by the end of the day. But then by the end of the day, I also have, I need to get these people off. And it's just like, come on guys. Like, yeah. I make mistakes, but like, I've been bugging you about this. And it's like, you could have just told me like, I have too many things on my plate right now to give you an answer, or reach out to them individually. Fine. I would have done that. But I figured, I have to keep my calendar up to date. Maybe you make your guys do the same thing. You can look at it. Yeah. Nope.
1: it is frustrating, totally. But you know what's not frustrating?
0: Alcohol drinking. So yeah, that's right.
1: So my good friend, what are you drinking this evening?
0: Well, I'm still on the uh, the no beer until uh, May kick. I've been going, uh, been doing pretty good with that. Uh so. I really haven't been doing a lot of drinking. I think beer is kind of like my, uh, oh, I'll have a beer. It's real simple. Go grab one. Like, it's like, I'm not always in the mood for hard liquor. So I'd rather rather just go grab a beer. So I still have these white claws left over from the Super Bowl party that we had. And so I am drinking a lime white claw right now.
1: I just literally got shivers down my spine. (laughs) Like, oh, oh. Ooh. Well, uh, what's the attack like?
0: Oh, it, there is no attack. <laughs> it's carbonated alcohol. That's what it is. I
1: was going to say, <laughs> yes. Yeah,
0: it, it ends with a little bit of a line, but I mean, there there ain't no attack on that whatsoever.
1: Yeah, it's like licking the asshole of its distillery. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hmm. Well, what about you, sir? Are you actually drinking tonight? Uh,
1: I am actually just uh, finishing off a little bit of a bottle of ginger spice whiskey. Misunderstood ginger spice whiskey. Um, oops, and I'll smack that. And I literally mean I don't even have a glass; I'm just drinking it out of the bottle.
0: You are severely misunderstood.
1: Mm, but it's a really nice whiskey. If you uh, if you haven't had it, it's God. it's just it's hard to describe it. It's got a nice warm burn to it. Like it's not, it's not a, I say a nice warm burn. The, the attack is, is really spicy. It's got a very, very prominent, dis, you know, ginger flavor really goes great. in, well, actually it goes really great in apple cider, uh, eggnog. It goes really good in as well. I haven't tried it. I, I did try it in, in Pepsi or it might've been no Coke zero. I did try it in that and it was Okay. Wasn't great. It was okay, but the, honestly, the, probably the best way I like this whiskey is just straight. You know, um, not even chilled, neat, warm temperature. It's just it's got it's got so many great flavors. The attack, as I said, full on ginger. The rollover, it's so smooth, like it's disturbingly smooth. The rollover is just o- almost too sweet. It's like super smooth, and then you get like the very um that molasses like flavor you know where it's, it's kind of like a molasses or syrup flavor in your mouth and then as it goes down the gullet and it hits your stomach it's just it's like it's like any other whiskey you know it just hits like an a-bomb and just and uh just makes you good and warm it just it's a really good whiskey and it's a cheap whiskey too it's like 30 bucks a bottle it's not expensive if you haven't tried it you should definitely try it um and you can get it right from their website. They'll deliver it right to your house.
0: So that's year round available. Yeah,
1: yeah, year round. I I will. You know what I I had an ar- Well, I say argument. I, I had a disagreement. Not like we f- like full out punch each other or anything. Uh, but I, I we had a disagreement on. My wife was saying how this is you know way more of a fall winter drink, and I'm like, no man, this is this is totally all year round. I mean, I could see myself sitting on it by fire by the fire in summer with the you know, smoke coming off the fire, sipping on uh, two knuckles worth of this. But as I'm sitting here drinking it again, I got to agree with her. And, you know, don't tell her because once she knows that I said she's right, I'll never hear the end of it. But I think think she's right. I think this is more of a fall winter drink than a summer drink or a spring drink. It's still good, nonetheless.
0: Yeah, I I don't eat gingerbread cookies or ginger snaps any other time of the year except for... Christmas. christmas yeah, see like or the fall. i would
1: love gingerbread anytime like i love gingerbread and that's probably why i put this in my head as being like an all-year-round because i love gingerbread i could eat gingerbread shit i'd eat gingerbread right now like you could just be plopping it out like you could you can ask me any time of the day any time <laughs> of the night you could ask me after i just ate a huge thanksgiving meal be like hey you want some gingerbread yes i would i would love some gingerbread thank you good sir
0: yeah, but you said a Thanksgiving meal. What of? What about like some other huge meal? Like, uh, let's say um, the meat sweats. Kind oh, of. Oh yeah, meal. I'll
1: still do gingerbread. You eat? Like, I'll be sitting there having yeah. the meat sweats and literally be shaking. And somebody'll be like, "Hey, you want some gingerbread?" And I'll be like, "Yeah." Like, are you okay? No. <laughs> are you gonna make it? Debatable. Uh... That was actually the meat sweats with a whole lot of caffeine or math. One of the two.
0: Uh Brazilian steakhouse. Well, dude,
1: if you make it up here, we've got a uh, we've got Texas Deep Brazil. I don't know if you've ever been to Texas Deep Brazil before. Yeah, we got I a have, Texas Deep Brazil right here on Richmond.
0: Woo, uh, doggy, man. We did that two years in a row for uh, the Christmas party with the company. It was great.
1: That's an awesome freaking company if they're taking you to Texas Deep Brazil, man. Because that's not a cheap mm-hmm. that's that's not a cheap place to go. That's like 45, 50 bucks a plate.
0: No. Nope, that was not. I mean, I don't know what we weren't allowed to have. I mean, we had, there was, see, there was the, uh, the sausages they brought out. They brought out. Oh, no. Um, You're allowed loin. to have it all.
1: Like, if you either pay for the, the salad bar or the meat and the salad bar. Like, you get all the meat that comes out. Yeah. Okay. If it comes out on a spit, you raise your finger, put the thing over to green, whatever. They're putting it on your plate.
0: Oh, right. We got that and I think we got like two drinks.
1: That's awesome, man. Yeah, actually yeah. it was uh, funny. I was just um I was talking earlier this week in chat. I found out uh, I'm getting a bonus. I never in my life have actually gotten a bonus. Nice. Actually my wife corrected me. My first year I worked up in New York for a place called Team Howard, I got a Christmas bonus. But I really don't think it was a Christmas bonus. I think it was a hey, we got to give this guy more money because he's incredibly good and we don't want to lose him. Because they were like, I literally started there. At, I think twenty-two thousand a year. Yeah, yeah. And by the time Christmas rolled around, they're like, hey, we're gonna give you money. I'm like, thank you. And then the next year, I got a raise. So it was like they gave me money. And then the following year, I got like a five thousand dollar raise. So it was like. Okay, yeah, that wasn't really a bonus. That was a hey, we should be paying you more, and we didn't, so here's more money.
0: Well, that's a raise. So like a bonus is just a it's a one time like here's like an extra like well, two. Grand well, so that's what they or did or whatever. Like I got
1: like twelve hundred dollars
0: at Christmas time.
1: But then as soon as the new year rolled around, I think it was like mid January, February, I got an official raise.
0: Okay. So what about nope. now? Is this a no, raise? No, no. So this or is an or actual this a bonus.
1: bonus? I actually got a bonus. It was uh, it was based on performance okay. and a whole bunch of other crap, but I actually I actually got a bonus, and it was bigger than like a twenty five dollar Walmart gift card.
0: So, see, I don't know how I feel about bonuses because I think I'd rather have the raise because the bonus when it hits, that's more taxes that you have to pay, uh, and it it, it kind of depends on like because like if you work too many hours, you can actually like make. A little bit less. It depends on where you fall in a tax bracket. But I've done that before where I've worked too many hours and I ended up taking home a little bit less.
1: Yes. Yes. So that where it comes in weird. But with a raise, you would also be paying more taxes if it brought you up a tax ra- a tax bracket.
0: Yeah, but it has to put you in that bracket True. first.
1: But you're gonna be paying more taxes anyways because you're gonna be making more. So more, you know, the percentage that they take out automatically takes more out. It's like if you're making a hundred dollars and they take twenty percent then twenty dollars is coming out if you make a hundred and ten dollars they take twenty percent so twenty two dollars is coming out
0: yeah but it's it just depends like where it puts you like if it's if it's just enough to like keep you from like going too much into that and the next bracket then like for that paycheck like sure give me a bonus but if it's if it's not going to put me in the next bracket but if it is and i rather have it spread out because then I'll stay in one bracket and I'll lose. I'll They'll take 20% instead of taking Well, so it's really 3%.
1: weird how that works out because the tax bracket you're in ends up your total that you make, not per paycheck. So they, like when you make your deductible or your deductions and all that crap, they take out however much is calculated from those deductions or however much more you say to take out. It's at the end of the year if like that bonus actually tipped you over that scale and
0: got you to... uh
1: a different tax bracket now, i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure that's how taxes work
0: well no if you're right then there's a paycheck that got screwed up back in 2013
1: well shit man you better go to that company and be like you fucked up i want my money <laughs> please tell me it's more than two uh, dollars
0: i'd have to find <laughs> i have no idea how much it would be i have to go find that pay stub if i even have that well it's the positive part computer. about it is that
1: even if they screwed up on your right. pay, like if let's say they took too much taxes out of you, when you when you record all of that on your tax paperwork at the end and you do your taxes, you end up getting it back. Like maybe not all of it, but you end up getting whatever of it back. Oh yeah. Cuz you can take more out of your check each month or each paycheck and have more come out for your taxes. Like you can have put in an extra $100 each paycheck. And that literally goes into your taxes, and you literally just turn the federal government into a 0% like, savings account that you get back in tax time. I actually know people who do that. And I always yeah. look at them, I'm like, why do you do that? You could take so that I. money and put it into a CD for a year and make money. Granted, you're making a couple bucks, but you're still making money
0: on it. Yeah, but you still have to pay taxes on that. But you still have to pay taxes on it when money. you get
1: it back from the government. Especially if you itemize, because then if you itemize, then they, then yeah. they tax. Then they, then they not yeah. only tax that but they send you like a 1099G or whatever or, or 1099R I don't know it's so many freaking forms out there but they send you a 1099 basically saying this is how much you owe from last year that you pay, that we paid you and you have to pay that this year it's like ah oh, christ
0: yeah I, I don't like those full like when closure. I got to pay we them are back.
1: not tax accountants here please do not take anything we say as gospel as we're <laughs> probably bullshitting ding
0: yeah we are we are bullshitting yeah, which reminds it, me, ah, I. Sorry, right, got to it first. Yeah, I usually get it done earlier, but I was waiting on, uh, I was waiting on a tax document to come in from some other source that needed. Well, this and I got a file. Fun part is figuring out my wife because she was a salary employee or whatever they like refer to it, and now and then she became a ten ninety nine employee at the end of the year. So, I got to figure out if she's even made enough money to actually file. Well, if you file jointly, and, then it won't matter.
1: Because uh, you just, just added it all together.
0: Yeah, but it's... <sighs> I just... it's Well, it all depends on how much really you make
1: and how much she makes. It might actually behoove you because if you... So, if she doesn't make that much, but you make enough that if you filed singly that it would jump, jump you up to an next tax bracket... But you filing together doesn't jump you up that next tax bracket in the marriage column. It might actually behoove you to file together because it'll keep you down in that lower tax bracket. I have no clue what you actually make. That all comes to you and figuring all that out. But take take a look at that because the single tax yeah. bracket is much, much different than the married tax bracket. And the married tax bracket will, you know, you yeah. could end up getting a whole bunch more money.
0: Well, what's really the the thing that's screwy about it's like, I don't really care. Like if she she was like me, you know, W-2 employee, you know, bringing home an annual salary that's, you know, the, where the company pulls out Social Security, pulls out taxes, pulls out Medicaid, Medicare or whatever, um, then that'd be fine. But with this contract job, she has to pay her oh. own quarterly taxes. So I'm like, how is this all going to shape up? Well, it doesn't. Up? It doesn't hurt you year. to like put all the numbers uh, in
1: and look at how it would look out if you it look at how it would look if you filed jointly versus if you filed uh, separately. You know, because when I was doing contracting, yeah. I like I had I had them take out all that stuff out of my paycheck each time. Like I was I was a contractor, but I just said take out this much and send it to the federal government.
0: Yeah, she doesn't have that option, Suck. unfortunately. But oh well. Mm. Anywho um
1: oh state of games yeah which probably should well i'll go first since i literally already told you what i've been doing all week uh my state of games has been nothing but researching and reading vampire the masquerade fifth edition which technically is a game i just haven't played it yet (laughs) uh actually it's it's kind of nice um because after you know the pandemic hit last year And we pretty much stopped the GNA Misadventure League just because people couldn't get together. And some of the people just didn't really care for online D&D. So, you know, that pretty much just kind of flatlined and faltered there. I still got all the audio from a whole bunch of sessions that I still got to edit and and pump out there, which I eventually will. I say eventually. It'll probably be like 14 years from now, but I'll eventually. But uh, so I really haven't been DMing any, any RPGs. And... I played a lot of vampire and werewolf and wraith and mummy and reckoning and all that crap, you know, 20 years ago. So I really just enjoy the setting. It's a lot less, it's a lot less, I guess, demanding for the lore because you don't have to worry about lore. You know, you can focus on the mechanics. You could focus on, you could focus on gameplay um, without having to figure out, did I just fuck up some major lore aspect and now I'm going to have a rules Nazi come in and be like, hey, you said that this person over here died, but they didn't die until 20 years later. So how does that work out? And be like, "Uh, I'm the DM and lightning struck that motherfucker in the face. (laughs) So without having to do that, it uh, it makes it really easy because, you know, you base it in whatever year you feel you know a lot of, Um, especially with the pandemic. I mean, the pandemic in a Vampire the Masquerade game, or werewolf it makes it like it gives you so many friggin options like this happens during the pandemic everybody stays inside it means the masquerade is super easy to maintain because nobody's out so those people who are out you just go and drain them dry nobody knows oh shit they died from friggin they died from covid really they're really pale there's no blood anywhere and they're really really emaciated yeah i know covid fucked them up it's crazy um you know, or like you could have wars in the streets and nobody cares, nobody knows because they're hanging out inside. So literally my state of games has been researching uh, the new rules on Vampire the 5th Edition and getting prepared, just getting mentally prepared for uh, for the game tomorrow,
0: which I'm actually feeling pretty good. Okay, so uh, you, what you need to do in one of the campaign missions is it needs to be like... Pick a major city. I don't really care. And it's, there's a freaking riot and it's grabbing someone in black block who's like, either, is either armed with a bat or Molotov cocktail or some, you know, improvised weapon and you have to overpower them and drain them. whatnot Like, it's perfect. Like it's at night, you know. Like there's a whole bunch of chaos. No one really knows what's so going on. So what I am doing. And boom, someone dies.
1: And thankfully, this episode is going to come out after the game, so I don't have to worry about them hearing this and then being like, "Oh shit, that's going to happen." So what I am going to be doing is this: this this campaign specifically is going to be happening either 2018 or 2019. And we knew that there were some things happened in 2018, 2019, and 2020. Um, so I'm going to be rolling some of that into it. Uh, it's happening in a, in a, in a central state. So it's kind of a little bit far removed, but shit still happened there. Um, but the things that happened that got reported in the news as happening this way are actually going to be events that happened a completely different way. Basically it was a battle in the streets that happened to get caught on news but then you know the uh the nusratu and, and tremere doctored everything up to make it look like a, a riot of sorts
0: perfect it's just like the real life they already exactly the news so i figure why not say make whatever it the hell they so, wanted so to like, say
1: <laughs> that's the one of the big reasons why i like vampire the masquerade or i like the whole world of darkness is because there is a extensive amount of politics that goes throughout the entirety of the game and the politics not only leaks over from real life politics but there's also a subculture politics that goes along with it that kind of mirrors alongside real politics it's it's just super 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 wild um and it gives a lot of opportunity to really flesh out a game and make it you know make it so that's your, your, you know, real life, real life events that are happening, you can recreate in the game, but instead of being like, you know, and we don't get, po- we don't get political on this show, so I'm not going to go too far into it, but let's talk about riots. We're not going to name specific riots or groups or anything, but riots break out all across the United States for some reason or another. Well, you can actually put the subculture in there and be like, and, and have it that, well, those riots are breaking out, but not quite for the reason you think. They're still in the news because people are seeing them, but there's a deception around it all. It's kind of obfuscated and it's it's not happening the way you think it's happening. Things are still happening and people are dying, but really the riots are around the anarchs attacking the Camarilla. Or, you know, maybe the, the, the werewolf clans banding together, you know. Oh, there was this weird thing. Yeah, and it's really cool because you can take what's happening in real life, but you subculture it and you make all of these things happen. But to the human world, they're seeing it one way. And when your characters are watching the news, you literally have newscasts playing that's telling them, yes, this group has made this riot happen and people died because of this. And they're literally looking at you going, we were there. Like, dude, you killed that guy. Like, yeah, I know. Why are they saying this group did it when it was you? And then you find out that it's you know the venture vent, or whatever the fuck venture, yeah. Um, you know they actually orchestrated the whole thing and had their Nusferatu hackers hack into things and make everything not happen the way it seemed. Um, you know it's just it's really it's it's a wild environment and it's it's got such a very, I mean it can really be a Lovecraftian horror depending on which, I mean, there's so many ways you can go with it. I mean, it could be Lovecraftian, it can be like stupid political. It can, there's just so much that can happen. And that's why I like it because you can have so much happen. And again, the lore you don't have to worry about. You can reshape anything that happened and make it, you know, vampire or werewolf or wraith or whatever you want. Just awesome.
0: Yeah, that is. And, and this will kind of, this will lead into my state of games. Because I really don't have a, anything that I've played this week. but We're going to talk about like real quick about this is w- that's one of the aspects that I love about the Assassin's Creed series is the you s- get to see behind the curtain sometimes and you get to see how the powers manipulate things The politics, how it plays out, how these events are seen to have happened in this way, but this is what's really happening. Like the first Assassin's Creed game, I think there's a little battle going on while you're trying to get to the King of England um, during the Crusades, and you're fighting off like Crusaders. You're fighting off the, gosh, I can't remember their names now. Templars? Ah, What was the name of the group? no the crusaders were the templars essentially but it's the the muslims the shoot what were they Don't
1: called know. i i do have to point out one thing you are fudge. really trying not to swear is that like some new year's resolution thing well you said you said like fudge. frick fudge i'm, really I'm just trying. calling you out on it because if it's you're not going to of... swear that means i have to swear twice as much
0: it's it's I, I I'm not trying to avoid swearing intentionally. It is well, just something that's just starting to happen. Yes, I, I still do curse every now and then. But we well, get some just, White Castle and whiskey, and that cursing to curse will come right back. <laughs> well, but anyway, so the so you're going through this battle and you're fighting off Templars, or you're fighting off you know English soldiers, you're fighting off the the Muslims. Um, they're not, I wish I could remember the name of the army. Uh, sorry. Can't think of it. World history. It's left me, but I love that. Cause it was like, like there's this whole battle going on. They're fighting for this reason, but you're like going through and there's people who are dying, not for the fact that they're fighting these people but because they happen to get in your way or, you know, like how they kill off certain, they're trying to kill off certain people to change the political you know climate in a certain area so they can amass control so i love that stuff like you can you can put it into a horror element and you'll actually you know i'll be intrigued but at the same time you could put it into a non-horror element and put it into something like assassin's creed universe and and that goes both past and present well, I, I think and it's one of the reasons i like is it so, so much because it,
1: it aids an immersion so well I'm a big immersion person. Like when it comes to playing tabletop games, I I much more enjoy the role-playing side of it and the immersion side of it than I do the dice rolling and stats of it all. I you know, I understand why the, the stats and the dice rolling is there and I'm okay with it. I'm not like shy of it. I, I realize why it's there and, and I'm okay. It's just I much more enjoy I much more enjoy the escape of it. You know, you you've got those players that uh that are, you know, the the wake me when it's time to roll dice, You, you know, you got those players that are, they really don't, they don't, they enjoy the accomplishment more than they enjoy the play. So, so they're more of the, 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 they're more of the type of people who, who focus on the destination versus the journey. And I, I much more enjoy the journey. I think that's why I enjoy DMing is because DMing involves kind of having your hand in everything along the way. And, that destination's there too but you kind of have to have your hand in the journey there as well and the journey to me is much more much more entertaining than the end you know the the end could i mean hell i've had games i've dm'd games as well as played in games where the end result was everybody died and i've still enjoyed those games because the journey to get there was much more entertaining um god had a game where we jumped in and at the end of it, literally everybody died, but I was okay with everybody dying. I mean, I wish I could have played more because I was really interested in, in, like how things were going to play out, but the journey to get there was still extremely entertaining. And I felt, I felt fairly fulfilled from just playing. Uh, Ironically, I'm never, I'm, I'm rarely ever the player. I'm always the DM. I guess DMs are like the rare breed. They're like unicorns or something. The Turks, the turks the constantinople the turks
0: yep the turks um, byzantine empire cool i'm glad you looked it up
1: cuz i had no clue well, i have actually never
0: played assassin's creed 1 that's what, that's what i was trying to think uh i so glad i got into it i mean it was like i i don't remember what trailer it was i was thought was like oh this is cool this is i mean like Splinter Cell, there was like a gap or something was going on. Let's see, when was that nah, first? Clickety-clickety-click. Sorry for the what clicks, was, uh... people, but they're not getting edited out. Assassin's Creed 1. So that came out in 2007. Um, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Conviction came out in 2010. And then the last one was Splinter Cell Chaos Theory. I think it was Chaos Theory. Yeah, Chaos Theory came out in 2005. And so I was waiting for another Splinter Cell game to come out. I'm like, I want another stealth game. Like, I love this sneaking around. I love, you know, like having control of the situation. Like, I loved it. But... Chaos Theory came out in 5 and there was nothing. And then I saw Assassin's Creed and I was like, oh, it's Ubisoft. Okay. I've been pretty happy with Ubisoft so far with this, you know, these games. So let's look at, uh, let's look at Assassin's Creed and fell in love with it. Heck, I think Rogue, Unity. Black Flag? Um, I played Black Flag. I'm naming the ones that I didn't play. There were console based. I know there was one like, there was a China one, and there's they have some other mini or mini version ones, but uh, I played all of Black Flag, I played Syndicate, but I skipped Unity. Um, I never played Rogue because I didn't. I moved on to the next console by then. But uh, what's it? I playing Origins Odyssey. I did not play because um, I'm still I haven't, still haven't gotten through Origins. And then there's of course Valhalla's out now, but let's see. When did Odyssey came out? Odyssey was 18, and Valhalla just came out last year. I don't know. I feel like they're, I'm, I'm either yes. I'm moving too slow or they're moving too fast. So, but I got I got a little annoyed when they killed Desmond. I was like, okay, why does he have to die? And then I was like, all right, well, next game, Black Flag. Um, who am I? What's going on? And then it's like the next game is like. Who am so, I? And what's so that's going like literally like, every day. Why do we keep every changing morning who after GNA episode recorded? Like, I'm like,
1: who am I? What am I doing here?
0: I I just I loved how they were like building up like Desmond's like ability to go out in the world and sneak around and stuff. Like, I mean, the last time that he was alive, which was in Brotherhood, I believe. No, not Brotherhood, um Assassin's Creed 4, right? Is that what it was? It was no because four was black flag so it was assassin's creed Three. Oh, which reminds me i didn't do i never did finish that one with desmond uh with uh no e- Ezio. um but yeah like you where you played as the native american during the revolutionary war like desmond was alive and like we got to like sneak around like before that and during that game and it was pretty fun like you were hunting an assassin, a Templar agent, in the previous one, and like Assassin's Creed, like Brotherhood or something like that. But I feel like they really just kind of like destroyed it because so, you I'm were such a badass. And I literally in the never world played in the first the world. Assassin's
1: Creed game, and I only played about twenty minutes of Assassin's Creed Two. I never got into Assassin's Creed, but I feel like I need to now. Like after hearing you talk about it, I feel like I need to.
0: Yeah, there's some good ones. One was all right. Um, honestly, if I can, let me figure out which one it was. The I enjoyed Enzo? the Ezio story. It was like Enzo, or my, I'm. But, I could be completely wrong. No, n- no, it was uh, Ezio. Um, Ezio Auditore. He such. A, he was such an arrogant guy. So he like he would state his name. I'm Ezio Auditore. A revelations. I never finished that one but that was but the Assassin's Creed series with Ezio was really good but I enjoyed I enjoyed 3 um played a native american whose father was uh, is a brit so you got to play as your your dad and you got to play as the little boy growing up and then eventually becoming a, you know the an assassin um but uh, the uh, this, Brotherhood was all right, but I feel like 2 is good. I mean, 2 and Brotherhood, like, they connected, but it was, like, fun to, like, hunt down a pope. And uh, I think it was Assassin's Creed 2. Like, you're trying to avenge your family. Yeah, I've heard good things. I've watched them,
1: and I've heard great things
0: about them. Just
1: never gotten into them.
0: Don't know why. But
1: maybe it's time I do. Maybe it's time I take that step. I make the leap.
0: <laughs> Here we go. Assassin's Creed Three: Liberation. Never played that one. Huh. It was on the 360. Oh. Well, I have. I have... Oh, no, it was on the Vita. Yeah, they've got it. They got other ones. They got Assassin's Creed: Liberation, Pirates, Altair. Um, I guess that follows more of Alt- It's the Altair Chronicles. Sorry. Uh, Assassin's Creed Chronicles: China. India, Assassin's Creed Chronicles, India. So, I think those are more like side scroller.
1: Yeah, I remember there being a side scroller, Assassin's Creed, and found that intriguing. Yeah, I just don't think it. I don't know. I can see it it playing. I mean, I can see it feeling well that game or that way. Because I mean, you. I I mean, I guess I could argue that you could take almost any game that's third person and turn it into a two D side scroller. I want to make that argument. I'm going to say that if there's any third person game that you make, you could pretty much turn it into a 2D side scroller.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah. But I think some games well, are better 3D than they like are. Like Metroid. 2D
1: Metroid's one of those games that I really liked it 2D side scroller. But they really did nail it with Metroid Prime.
0: Like full on nailed it with Metroid Prime.
1: You never finished Metroid yeah. Prime?
0: I never finished that one. Oh. Never finished Echo. Not in the GameCube. Nope. I I still have. I have the GameCube here in the household. I've got the disc. I got the memory card. I'm sure it's probably okay. But it's I see life. Uh what's it called? Um, um. No, I'm I'm just having a brain fart now. Zelda: Ocarina of Time. You had so many hints of. Hey, don't forget. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. Go here. You Don't forget. You're supposed to go here. Metroid, I put that game down once. I spent an entire week trying to figure out where the heck I'm supposed to go. What am I supposed to do? What's my mission? Uh, no, so you if have I to start to right now over. After not but that's a, that was the fun about years, Metroid, though. I it, couldn't tell you it was where I needed to go next. It was an exploration game at, at its heart. Just, oh, yeah. And it was hard, too. There was so much. You had, It was like we had a guide i can't i don't think i had the guide at the beginning but my buddy and i we were playing it together um separately and it was such a pain in the butt to like figure out what to do this what to do next and you know prepare for this i i hated hated the spider ball stuff or not spider ball the well, that was one of her features, the Spider Ball, where she could climb on rails.
1: Yep. It was Morph Ball.
0: Um, Don't know Morph Ball. She went into her, her a Morph Ball, I guess. I'm trying so. to remember it, Spider it's, ball, it's, ball. That was the ball baseline ball. name. Yeah. But I I think the Spider Ball was the one where you can go on certain Like you could go across. To like, the Google! There would be like these special rails. They were like magnetic. Um, well, Spider Ball is a thing. Yeah, Spider Ball. Metroid.
1: Oh, that was a Metroid Prime. I was thinking 2D. I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: the Spider Guardian. Metroid
1: 2. The Spider Ball is one of the most important upgrades. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I remember it now. Okay. No, no, I remember what you're talking about now. I remember it.
0: Because I think they pretty much took Metroid. Yeah. I hated Morph Ball sequences. Like, I had such a hard time... Getting the speed right. See, I was a master all, I, at the take the morph
1: ball bomb forever. jumper. Where you would literally use the bombs to work your way up until you got wherever you needed to go and then you just went across. I like, oh. I seriously mastered that. Did you ever play Super Metroid?
0: Struggled. Struggled really hard with that.
1: Oh, man. There were uh, so no, many I fun never, things out of Super Metroid. I don't think I ever so, played 2D okay, Metroid. Okay, so you never played the original Metroid?
0: No, I only ever played Metroid Prime. Uh, okay. Metroid Prime Yeah, it was like 2. Echoes. It was where you had the Echoes. second Samus
1: there that was created by the uh, Phasen what was it whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Bl- yeah. Dark Samus. But, uh, man, I I enjoyed the storylines. Samus is a badass. Well, like, well do you know the whole really story cool. behind Samus? She was a badass. And then... Yeah, she she was on a she was on a sh- a colonizing or a colonizing ship or something like that, and she got the ship got attacked by pirates, spec specifically uh, Metal Riley. Yes, and they gave her. And she was power taken in by the Chozo, and that's how she got her power suit. And she mm-hmm. joined uh, the Space Marine Force, whatever the heck they were called. But yeah, I mean, she's a pretty cool mm-hmm. story, but. They came up with Metroid Prime 3, and it was pretty good, but then they got into, um... I don't know whether Metroid Fusion came came before or after after it. Uh, I know Hunters came out. Metroid Prime 4, no. Metroid Prime... uh, Echoes Corruption... Metroid. There was one that came out Other where you M? like you got to walk around with her. That was the Wii one. Other M. I, I think it was Wii. Off. We or Wii U. It was Other M. That's it. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, they made QuickTime events there. I wanted to play it just to get the storyline, but her. I
0: never did. Hated it. Yeah. Storyline's horrible. If you ask my if my opinion, she because, alright, so she loses her abilities in the beginning of every game like she's like oh you you know like you crashed and so these things don't work anymore i feel like they made like losing certain weapons or abilities is one thing but what they did to her is they demeaned her and put her down as a character like demoting someone demoting a character's abilities to do certain things by like losing these abilities is one thing but when they take her and they make her look like she's a ch- she to me she was a child she really was she was just like a teenage child and like she had these inner dialogue sequences where she's like oh i remember this back in the- it's like being back in training again and i feel so small and everything well- It was just like no like you still sound small. Like she didn't. Like I can get like looking back and being like, yeah. Like I feel like I remember I felt so small during that. But it's like okay, that's one thing. But it wasn't that. It was she was small currently. Like they treated her, which is her, odd because the timeline Metroid her other end like comes and after was, Super uh, God, Super was Metroid.
1: Horrible after Metroid Prime, Metroid Prime 3, all of that. Actually, I just found out right now that Super Metroid happens after all the Metroid Primes. I did not realize that. I thought Super Metroid came before that. But if, like, if you get an opportunity and 2D games don't bother you, check out Metroid Zero Mission and then play Super Metroid. The only reason I say that is because in Metro- Metroid Zero Mission is basically a retelling of the first Metroid game and then some extra stuff after it. But in the first game, in the original Metroid, you're on a a planet called, I think Brinstar. I think think I'm saying it right. Brinstar. There's probably somebody listening to this episode right now that goes, Oh God, it's called Brinstar! You're killing me. Well, sorry, but you start off on Brinstar and you, you know, spoiler, you end up fighting the mother brain and killing the mother brain. In the original Metroid, it was really cool because the mother brain was literally just this brain-looking thing in a jar. And, like, you literally jumped up, smashed the jar, and then started launching missiles into this friggin' brain until you killed it. Well, in Super Metroid, you go back to Brinstar. And, like, shit went down. So, like, you go back to Brinstar, and it's like you're going back to an old, decrepit facility. Like, you literally go there and work your way down through the facility that you ran from last time. And it's all dilapidated and all this other shit. And you get down to where you fought Mother Brain the first time. And that actually leads you down into a whole separate portion of Star, which is really cool. If you haven't had a chance to play it, they really are worth a play. Uh, and Metroid Fusion actually comes after Metroid Other M. I honestly thought, like, I'm looking at a timeline now. I honestly thought that it went Metroid, a.k.a. Metroid Zero Mission, Metroid 2, and then Metroid Fusion. Or Sorry, Super Metroid. Sorry. Metroid Zero Mission, Metroid 2, Super Metroid, and then Metroid Fusion. But it turns out that it actually goes Metroid, all the Metroid Primes, then Metroid 2, then Super Metroid, then Metroid Other M, and then Metroid Fusion. I did not know that's how they were supposed to come out. Yeah.
0: I remember I, when well, well, I was a kid, and I was like, oh, man. Well, that's the best. thing. Like, is that like the girl.
1: Sam, but, Samus was always that what? very you're strong, independent female heroine. Huh? I say female heroine. That's kind of redundant. That strong, independent heroine. You know, she... Like the first Metroid game, you're thinking you're going through and you're playing as a guy. And then at the end when it reveals, hey, this guy has boobs... And is in a leotard. Wait, that's a chick! Like that was a that was a mind
0: blowing event. Yeah, yeah, it's it. Yeah, it was very very s- and in the like super like uh, Super Smash Brothers sixty four. It was kind of well. That's subtle. the cool part is that the like, the, the, the the suit itself, the, especially the earlier renditions of the suit,
1: it. and I say earlier renditions, Metroid and Super Metroid and even Metroid two. Like the suit, when you look at it. You could literally have anybody in that suit like you could have a guy, a girl, whatever it's it's just the, the suit was kind of androgynous. It's only until later that they started emphasizing portions of her body in it. but it's really disappointing to hear that another end they really uh they really beliter- yeah. belittled her down because like even in in almost every game that I can think of where it starts, she's alone like she's she's literally by herself and has to go and figure out all this shit by herself and there's nobody helping her except for Chozo statues that you know they've been long dead and they just happen to react when she gets close because of her power suit
0: yeah you know in this one like she starts off and she's like with all these other um marines or whatever and then like there's her old commanding officer and it's just like eh I feel like it was Maybe maybe they shouldn't have had her talk. Maybe that's yeah. That's
1: the one of the things is. is that in all the other games, they really she maybe really she doesn't have a dialogue. Spoke. Like it's a story told by what happens but, and not by somebody telling you the story.
0: Yeah, and like she has like this internal dialogue stuff, and it's just like I just feel like I don't know. It's just she was weak. She didn't seem badass anymore, and that just kind of I watched it years ago, but that was the that was the impression that was left. Life. You know it's also sad. I no, heard that. The That's that not that sad. That's like a kick big right in the van, cock. But it's like, going to keep seriously. the game running.
1: Like it's like, hey, we're going to make Anthem great again. No, we're really not. Yeah, we're actually going to do squat. And but the game's going to stay going, so you can still play. Oh man, like I wanted to get into that game, but I was waiting until they mm-hmm. fixed it. And now I'm never going to get into that game. Uh
0: huh. Yeah. I I haven't gotten back into that game since they were they delayed that first season thing. Where and I was just like, "Wow, this is uh this is pretty bad." And I think uh it's so I this article came from uh The Verge. And uh Taylor Taylor you you have you're very optimistic. Uh because let's see what was it that Taylor said? Um uh, Anthem launched nearly two years ago. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, with support for Anthem, Bioware's open shooter will not receive a second chance. It's quite co- okay. So, uh, with support for Anthem ending, Bioware's open world shooter will not receive a second chance. It's quite common for games to struggle at launch, but several have turned around thanks to frequent updates, which was the case for Final Fantasy XIV and No Man's Sky. Yeah, that's that's just like okay. Just like let, kick. let let's like, be honest yeah, like, here. It wasn't games, just those two games. Around.
1: Destiny, the they Division, didn't give up. like these big games, all like Destiny when it launched, holy shit! Oh, yeah. Like, well, the, I'm sure. other than No Man's Sky, Destiny's launch was probably the worst launch you could possibly have had.
0: Yes, I was excited to get back into. Like, I remember reading about. What little there was of the universe. Like, before I figured out that this person named Bife existed, and, you know, oh, what was it? Uh, Guardian Radio and Warlock School. I was like, yeah, I'm really excited. This is great. Like, I loved, you know, like, I enjoyed the Halo stories. This sounds really cool. Space magic. Awesome. But yeah, it was, it felt, it felt very short. I was just, like, yeah, so um <laughs> I don't have time to tell you I why I don't you. have time to tell you what's going on. And it's like, oh that wizard came from the moon. Oh. So you're telling me we're going to the moon next, huh? Cool. Way to way to lay that subtlety yeah. in there. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Great writing. Well but then No Man's Sky came out and it just oh, but but made destiny look like a superstar those games okay so flopped on his face i always say
1: so before i'm gonna try to make some profound statement i always fall flat on my face so both destiny and no man's sky like their core mechanics of gameplay were entertaining to me at least like the gameplay in destiny was entertaining The, the fundamental gameplay of destiny was entertaining it lacked story just like No Man's Sky completely lacked content, but the fundamental portions of it, like in Destiny, it felt good to pick up a, a weapon, go run through and smoke some hive or fallen in the face or, or wreck some cabal. It felt good. Like everything felt good. Just like a No Man's Sky jumping into your ship, repairing it for the first time and flying and breaking Atmo and then finally getting enough resources to make your way to a completely different solar system. Like that felt good. Granted it lacked a bunch of of content, just like I mean Destiny lacked content, No oh, Man's Sky lacked content, but as time went on, they added that content in. And I I th- I mean both well, Destiny speaks for itself since there's still droves of people playing it and there'll probably be people listening to the podcast right now going destiny's a dead game well if destiny's a dead game why do i keep seeing so many people playing it if it's dead why do i keep hearing so many good things about it versus shitty things about it same way with no man's sky everybody's complaining well the shit they're adding is really useless why are people still playing it then why are people buying it at full price because it's still full price but anywho that's just me getting getting in my old age but yeah, I mean, like they came around and they, they turned it around and the division did the same thing. You know, the division when it came out was really lacking. Uh I won't say in story because fucking Tom Clancy, anything with Tom Clancy's name on it, you're guaranteed to have some sort of story and a whole lot of it. You just may not be able to uh, like unlock it all right away. It might be a. Might be a, a, like, pulling out your pubes with rusty pliers way of unlocking it, but you'll still unlock it. And there's a ton of story there waiting for you. But, like, the Division when it came out was was really lacking. Like, when I got all the way to the end, it's like, all right, what now? Like, I don't feel compelled to keep playing this game. I don't feel compelled to keep grinding out these missions. I I have... I do. I have that. I read that. I, I actually loved how all the story of the division was written in notes along yeah. the the outside, the the margin of the page. So what what blue just held up was the fall of New York. It was a uh, it was a division companion or division extra thing that came out. Oh, it's got the little map thing too. Yeah, they had a. Co- it was real. I I really enjoyed that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, what was that? No, no, no. It's it's not a map not a map um so this is why i'm on this podcast. The piece of paper you're right holding here. in this, your hand that fell this, out of a book this is why i'm on the podcast
1: all right indiana jones let us know yep. what you found
0: yep all right let me let me explain this to you all right so we have here in front of me the bombshell jackets podcast guest application that i forget who put this together but I'm pretty sure it was Tahoe. Um, And it's like, do you like The Division? Yes or no? And it's like your name, your gamer tag, or PSN. Um, And question two, how many bottles of wine do you consume on average? Uh, Does excessive giggling drive you crazy? Uh, Do you sometimes fall asleep while other people are talking? Do you think uh, Tink Stinks? Would you be willing to go into Lady of Legends' basement? Compare the Division to Destiny and write 20 pages about how they should or should not be compared to each other or just how much this question angers you. Feel free to write within the space below or on the back of this application or inside the bathroom stall. It says stale, actually, not stall. Orange or pink? Um, Oh, are you pooping and filling out this application right now? And it says, thank you. We look forward to having you, your guest on the show. So. (laughs) You actually filled it out. As (laughs) you can see, I filled it in. I actually filled this out. So I filled this out and then I wrote, I put symbols. Like I put the Triforce symbol upside down. I put hashtag orange is also cool um i have hashtag mushrooms i have stuff written like in the corners like on the back angled like i mimicked how it was written in the collapse of new york or new york collapse and you know it's you know like you you read through this thing and they they it's written like you're supposed to read it like pencil pen red like the order that like I I remember I read through this entire thing, once, twice, and then like a third time based off of the colors, like because you know like it's like new information that she gains and she writes it in a different color. But yeah, I filled that out, I scanned it in, and I sent it to um to you know Tinks and Lady, and I got to be on the show. I think I'm on like episode like eight or nine of Bombshell Jackets. And then as a result of that, I think. Uh, did I do show with? I don't remember if I ever did a show with uh anyone else. Hmm, before I did, before Grave like reached out to me after I I like started listening to all the stuff that was on um their Ninja roster Pancakes like um and it's yeah the roster and I remember I remember I wasn't a huge fan of this show because it was like they were like all over the place. They're like here and there, here, and there, here, and there, here, and there. I'm just like, oh my God, guys, can you all like focus? <laughs> and, it, and then I was like, I put it on the shelf and I never touched it. And then I went back and started listening to it. I was like, you know what? Actually, this show is actually pretty good. Like I like the articles. I like, some, you know, some of the jokes are funny um, here and there when you get them, like some of them are inside jokes. But I, um, I enjoyed, you know, it. and so I, I wrote in and then I got a, then Grave asked me to be on the show. And then I was on a show the yeah. second time. And then the next time someone asked me to be on the show was you. Here I am. So this, this little, this little the piece origin of paper story is the of Blue. start of it all. Yeah. Or how Blue got on the show. So if you have anyone, if you hate the fact that I'm on the show, people feel free to blame well, Tinkson. I lady. can
1: certainly say that I don't hate you being on the show
0: thanks bud awkward silence
1: no man actually there's uh i, I got to be perfectly honest man and this is this is not me blowing smoke um this show would probably not be around if you weren't around because there has been some definite dark times and uh you definitely you definitely kept things going in your weird i don't curse anymore way
0: you're freaking welcome <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've enjoyed it it's, it's been a lot of fun um i'm wondering if i ever did anything with uh with uh paul and james um the flux class i remember i, I, I i've talked with them before and stuff but i don't know if i ever was on one of their oh, on one what's the one where they was who
1: oh god my brain and they're if they're listening to this i'm probably gonna lose so much credit and never be on their podcast again but there was two guys. We had one of them on this show once. And then I went on their show. They do movie reviews. We did Face Off. I remember because I watched that movie again like two times back to back because I wanted to be prepared. Geek Squatch. Geek Squatch? Those guys are cool. I dig them. And I've completely yeah. forgot. And they're probably going to hate me And if they're uh-huh. listening. Which hopefully they don't listen to the show. But if they are listening, they're probably going to be like, that motherfucker. Fucker forgot us? What the hell is this about? Now nope. blacklist him. Like shit, I really like that.
0: Yeah, I I remember um, I did Darkwing Duck. Oh yeah, Darkwing Duck. Was those guys? God, I watched That's so fun.
1: much Darkwing Duck. I
0: was I I I was dating Brittany at the time. Um, and I remember I was like, honey, I got to do homework for the podcast. She's like, what? I was like, I have to do homework for the podcast, and she's like, okay. And it's like, so I want you to, help, I want you to help me out. And she's like, what do you mean? What am I going to do? And she's like, sit here next to me while we watch Darkwing Duck. And she's like, really? And I'm like, nope, I'm not kidding.
1: That's it's a, it's a good woman there. No, no there's uh, been a lot a good of good time. Uh, it's been a lot of great, great podcasts. I mean, i was just trying to think of a bad one, and I can't think of a bad one. Like they're all funny in their own way. Just like we're funny in our own way. We're just, uh, we're weird. It's like we've turned into that old guy's podcast, talking about crawling under the house and being pissed off at work. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we are. We're, still, we're still cranking them out. out still happening. Maybe we, have, we, have, we might miss one every now and then. Hey, we outlasted TPC. No, I love those guys. I, <laughs> I actually, I want them to come back. I oh, really do. Uh... I at least want them to come on the show or something, because I, I miss Celangels. I miss Carbonator. I miss them all.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, f- I feel like the older that I've gotten, the less time I've had to, like, do stuff, like, play video games, like, getting, getting more oh, responsibility yeah. at work, like, getting married. It's just, like, I don't have the time to do this stuff like I used to. And, like, I haven't talked to him in so long because it's just, like, that's how I used to keep... Touch with them. Hop in, play a game. And I think also falling off with Destiny really kind of like kind of like did it did that. I well. lost kind touch with so
1: coffin. many people. Like I'm still in my old clan's uh, Discord and stuff and I still chat in every now and then but I lost touch with so many people when I stopped playing Destiny. And I didn't like, I didn't stop playing Destiny because just one day I said huh, I'm going to stop playing Destiny. It was just one of those I don't have time to keep up with the meta. I just like destiny is one of those games. It's like, it's like any other MMO where you really got to invest time to stay relevant. Like they, they keep saying, Oh yeah, anybody can jump right in and yeah. they can get up to level real quick and be real. Well, no, you can't because there's a lot of little nuances that you got to know about. Like you've got to, unless you're just going to follow everybody else and just play the meta to stay relevant. And man, I just, there's something about that that just irks the fuck out of me. I I hate with a passion, I loathe with a passion those people who just play a game and they just play the meta. Like, they're just like, oh, this is the top weapon right now, so I'm going to play that and I'm going to be good because I'm playing the meta. It's like, dude, there's thousands of other people doing that. Be original. Great, Hawkmoon is the new meta right now. Use fucking visions. Just, just go outside of the friggin'. I I don't care that you suck with scout rifles. Go outside of the meta and become good. Be good as a player versus just playing the meta. And that's just like, it just got so time consuming. Like, you know, had to had to log in, had to make sure you're on top, had to do your dailies, had to do your weeklies, had to make sure to get those drops. Um, it just got so time consuming. And it's really hard to to balance. I got to climb under the house. Let me rephrase. I have to swim under the house and replace a GFI outlet so my sump pump works. And I got to get that one roll of IS Luna.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it sucks, man.
1: Maybe when I'm retired, I'll just start playing games left and right. And I'll just turn into like a 900-pound sloth.
0: Oh, I'm definitely. Yeah, right I here. hope to actually.
1: Oh, by the way, in case my audio is getting weird, I am literally downloading Assassin's Creed Remastered. I just bought it on the Ubi Store and I'm downloading it <laughs> as we speak because you talk so highly of Assassin's oh, Creed. Yeah. So now I got to go play it. And I'm one of those people that I am a completionist. I have to play the first game, then the second game, then the third game. I can't jump in at the third game, play that through, and be like, oh, I'm good. No, I got to start at the beginning and get the whole fucking story and go all the way through. So, congratulations, Blue. Not only did you spend, make me spend a whole bunch of money, but now there's a whole bunch of time that I got to go invest into this.
0: Well, I don't have money, so I don't do well, that. Well, when I so. say money,
1: I literally am living on credit. If I die, somebody's going to get a shit ton of debt. Yeah. it's yeah, pretty much our role. But I'm working on it. I'm working on it. My goal is to be... Halfway through a majority of my debt, which is really only student loans right now, but halfway through that in two years. Two years. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. You watch me do it. <laughs> no, I gotta say though, it's nice to be out of school, dude. God, that thing just wobbled like a fucking penis. It's boy- oh- 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 oh-
0: yeah. I think the I think the tired's catching up, yeah, to me. Is. Yeah, it is.
1: Well, then why don't we kill it on that note you know the wobbly penis thing there hey blue where can people
0: where like can people find you at uh, you can find me on uh, twitter at blue shark 45 um and also find me on our gmail discord you can find me on parlor that you know we never did confirm if that was still a thing let's see is
1: We'll it, confirm it like you're the guy it? look I confirm I confirmed grinder was a thing you gotta confirm parlor Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Hey, look, just be happy that we didn't spend an hour talking about my penis this episode.
0: Yeah, that that was such a lovely, lovely episode.
1: I know, right? That's the thing is you can't you Uh, can't embarrass me. Like, it's it's virtually impossible to embarrass me.
0: Oh, Parlour is existing, it is a thing, and people actually posted something not too long ago. Hey yeah, so. There you go. Find me on there. Find him
1: on Parlor.
0: Word what about you? I'm Cecil Xavier, your host
1: you can find me on Cecil vs. Games on Twitter Cecil Xavier everywhere else Facebook, stream sometimes with an underscore, sometimes without, you can find me on Steam, you can find me on PSN and Xbox, however I don't have either one of those right now, so if you find me I probably won't respond for like ever, because you can't get a hold of a PS5 or an Xbox Series X for to save your life unless you want to pay like $1,200, and I'm not doing that, I did get a bonus not spending on that Um, actually, we don't do anything else now. We don't have anime night. We don't have horror movie night. We stopped game show night. Uh, but we're probably going to pick some of those up after this whole pandemic thing kind of falls out. Because this pandemic thing really is just, it's killing my social life. Which means I should probably have more time to sit here in front of my computer, but I just don't. It's really weird. But anywho, we got a website, www.gapodcast.com. If Damoc was here, he'd probably say something about www.gna or www.let's talk about Cecil's penis for another hour. but he's not here, so we're just going to go with www.gna Send us yes. an email with your threats, comments, whatever at uh, gna and your or gna podcast at gna and your DNA. One. Um, I'd rather it be filled up with your emails versus. Some strange emails from a Nigerian prince saying they just need some money and they'll turn around and give us a whole bunch more money. Ironically, if you're that Nigerian prince and you're listening right now, we'd love to have you on the show. Just saying. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Well, Blue, thanks for hanging out with me tonight.
0: Hey, it was a pleasure, bud. You have a good night. You too.